My podcast, Little Mind Chat. Mind's a little, not a thought. I'm your host, Siona Vikram. Hope you're all doing great. Hmm, so what would you think might be the best topic to end this season of sports with? It's one of the professions so closely related to every sport and every player. Without this aspect of sport, you'd probably never get the best out of any sports person. It's a sports coach. We've come across so many players who attribute their success to their coaching. It surprised me on how a coach does this magic. To understand this better, I did not have to look too far. I was lucky enough to find Brigadier Ray Mullick, who kindly agreed to share his coaching experience with us. What? A Brigadier is a coach? Yes. His coaching career is as decorated as his military career is. Brigadier Ray Mullick has been coaching for over three decades and even been a coach to the men's team at the World Squash Championships at Cairo, Egypt, Asian Squash Championships at Amman, Jordan 2. He underwent formal coaching programs in the UK, South Africa, Pakistan and America too. He is a Joint Secretary of the Squash Federation of India and a member of the Executive Council of Karnataka Squash. He also founded the Ray Malik School of Squash. Some of his students have been national and international players and have gone on squash scholarships to universities like Harvard, Yale, Princeton, MIT and many more. Hello Malik, so very happy to have you back on my show. Welcome back. Oh, hello, Siona. It's a pleasure to be back uh, in your show and uh, I really look forward to connecting with all my young friends all over the world. Yeah, me too. So, sportsmen already have a very good skill at sports, so why do they need sports coaches like you? Let me put it this way, that uh, from the time a human being is born, we have a lot of skills. And where are those skills uh, uh, lying. You know, they are buried under a mountain of information. Say, if you take the human life as itself, it's coded in your DNA, but it takes nurturing for everything to get enabled. To give you another example, it's, if you, you see a lot of mud lying around all over the place, but how many of you are aware that this mud can transform itself into fantastic figurines and uh, you know, a whole lot of industrial products. Mm-hmm. So how does that happen? It happens because there is a process and there is an enabler. In the case of sports, the enabler is the coach. So while all human beings are born with uh, some skill or some talent or the other, it requires an uh, enormous amount of nurturing for it to be put together. So I would just put it very simply, saying that a coach is somebody who gives you a shortcut. You know, by yourself, you may have the best talent, 
But if you do not have a process, then it is a blind man's buff, uh, the kind of sport that you all play as children. You may mm-hmm. hit the target, you may not hit the target. But coach is a person who is your guide, friend and philosopher who takes you in the right direction. And together, the sports person and the coach uh, make a team. And through a lot of uh, hard work, uh, maybe things happen, maybe things don't happen. But uh, that's how it is. Yeah, so uh, the coach is like the sculptor of the rock. Say there's a rock and um, it's hard. It's a beautiful marble rock, but it's out of shape. And along comes a sculptor, identifies this rock. And despite being it hard and beautiful, he makes it even more beautiful into a figurine or something like that, like an idol. Absolutely. You put it better than me, you know. So there's a little bit of coach in everyone. And learning is an endless process. So while I talk to you, I learn you know, so many new things and uh, I really like the way you put everything together for a little friend and I'm sure they would understand this very well now. So, um, what is it like to be a coach? Oh, it's a very difficult question, Sayona. I mean, uh, coach for me has come very naturally to me. You know, coaching for me has not meant anything more than just trying to help others. And if I put it uh, very simply, You have this Nike motto of uh, just do it. For me, it has translated into just help others. Coaching is something that we all are doing at all points of our lives. Your parents, your teachers, your friends, your colleagues, your acquaintances. They are coaches in one way or the other. And human communication is a two-way process all the time, verbal and non-verbal. Something is being thrown out by you and something is being received and it comes back. So coaching for me has really not meant a very, very complicated art because from the time that I was a player and I was a youngster, it was my natural instinct to go forward and help others. No matter whether anybody was asking for it or not, that's my nature. So becoming a coach was kind of uh, a very natural thing for me. And uh, for my little friends, I would say that you are all coaches one way or the other. If you adopt this attitude of just helping others, you know, that's what coaching is all about. Making somebody aware of his weaknesses and helping them overcome them. I hope that kind of answers your question. Yeah. So, um, what is the main priority of a sports coach? Okay. When it comes to priorities, I have been a little different from... uh, the run-of-the-mill kind of coaches where the pressure of achievement is put on the pupils. For me, coaching a child is bringing out his potentials or her potential, the best that the child could ever be. It's not about being better than others. It's about understanding that what is the limits of your achievement and trying to get ahead of them. It's not about the final destination. It's about the journey. The whole process is all about making you a better person at your skill, at your sport. So when you start approaching your sport in such a fashion, then you're not putting the pressure of performance on yourself. And what are you trying to do? You're trying to focus on the minor things. That is trying to get better at running, at hitting the ball, at throwing the javelin farther, 
So when you start enjoying the process, you end up being good at it. And sports coaching or priorities cannot be reverse engineered. You got to start bottom upwards rather than looking at the peak and then missing out the whole process. And believe me that in my entire career, firstly myself as a sports person and along with all the children that who have uh, coached with me, uh, it wasn't about setting goals and targets and achieving them. It was doing the hard work, the determination, the perseverance. You know, that was the one thing that we really enjoyed. And for me, the priority uh, is about the approach. And honest efforts will always uh, bear results. I mean, I am uh, a firm believer of you know hard work pays. So if you focus on the hard work and forget about the results, everything falls into place. Yeah, what you said was completely correct. And the other thing I do agree about is that most coaches and teachers and people, they're like, get good marks, be better than that girl. See, she's so much better than you. He's so much better than you. Bigger, better than them. What's wrong with you? But what is actually important is that our true potential and not trying to get up to their potential. Absolutely. Comparisons are always dangerous because, you know, life is like that. Somebody is always better than you. So there's no point trying to be keeping up with the Joneses or trying to be somebody that you are not supposed to be. Be true to yourself, be true to others and enjoy this lovely journey called life. It's far more than achievements. And for me, Siona, the real achievements have been in terms of the friends that I've made through sport, in terms of the discipline that I've got through sport, in terms of the benefits of health that I've got through sport. So there is a much larger perspective to playing sport than just getting that medal or the trophy. Fine. If you get it, that's good. Even if you don't, then you still have uh, achieved so many other things, you know, which are far more important than that one moment of glory. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard this saying that there's always a bigger fish. It can be in two ways. There's always somebody better than you, which, which is the big fish. Or the big fish can be a better trophy or a better achievement. See, I agree with you. There's always a bigger fish. But then how do you approach that bigger fish? Are you getting jealous and running away from the competition? Or are you getting excited? Are you learning from the big fish and trying to get better? So I suppose the latter is better. There's always somebody better than you. And there's no harm looking up to people and looking up to persons who have achieved more and try and through your hard work come up to you know the kind of standards that uh, you wish you could have achieved and whatever levels that you achieve are unimportant but it's the effort that you put in that to the real satisfaction yeah like uh, you know if you go back to the uh, the bhagavad gita i'm a firm believer of the saying that the reward is never in your hands you know, what is in your hand is the ability to persevere and work hard. Forget about the results. That will never be in your hands. So, yes, let's all work hard and enjoy the process and let's see what happens. Yeah. What type of qualities do you need to look for in a sports person before you start coaching them? Yes, absolutely. Uh, before a sportsman can be identified, uh, to be a champion or anybody who 
you know, sort of is aspiring to be a national or international level player, there are certain qualities which are very, very important. And what are those qualities, sir? They are the same qualities that you and I would look uh, in a good human being. And what are those qualities? The basic qualities of being honest, being hardworking, being upright, being loyal, being committed to what you are doing. So essentially, these are the qualities that I look forward in my students. And they are no different from any other walk of life. You know, for you to be a good person, you need to have all these qualities. Everything else is trainable. Say, if you were to come to me to learn squash, the skills and the technique, they are extremely trainable. You know, I can teach you how to play squash. I can teach you how to swim. You, I can teach you how to throw a javelin. You may not become an Olympian, but we all have that ability. The moment you are born, you can run as much as anybody else can. Somebody can run faster. Somebody can run slower. So we all have the basic sportsman skills. But in spite of everyone having those skills, who are the ones who succeed? They are the ones who are not incredibly talented or who are better in terms of skill sets from the others, they are the ones who are more committed, who are more hardworking, who are more persevering, who have more grit. You know, so these are the qualities that I look for. And can I answer this question with a little question to you myself? Mm -hmm. Okay. So let me just ask you, which is the tallest animal in the forest? I'd say it was, it's a giraffe. Giraffe, fine. And which is probably the f fastest animal in the forest? Peregrine falcon. Okay, maybe a cheetah or a leopard. And uh, which is the strongest animal in the jungle? Strongest is an elephant. Maybe an elephant? And who's the smartest in the jungle? I don't know, orangutan? Okay, maybe a fox or an owl, you know. Everybody has an opinion. But who's the king of the jungle? Lion. Okay. Is he the fastest? No. Is he the strongest? No. Is he the smartest? No. Is he the tallest? No. So if he isn't any of these qualities, what is it that makes him the king, Sayona? It's his raging raw. It's his, like... It's that kingly features that the lion possesses that makes him the king of the jungle. Okay, so now I relate this to sports. You had asked me a question that what are the skills that I'm looking for in a student? So I'm not looking at the fastest, tallest, smartest, you know. I'm just looking at a person who has got self-belief and courage and ability to persevere and work hard. All the qualities which makes lion the king of the jungle. So you're getting what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. So yeah. you don't have to be the smartest, fastest or anything for you to succeed. You just need to be a hardworking, simple, honest, upright, committed human being. And that's what I look in my students. If they have these qualities, everything else is secondary. If they don't have this, then you can have the best talent in the world and you'll still go nowhere. Ooh, that's one thing to remember. So who is your coach at squash? Okay, funnily, Siona, when I was growing up, we didn't have many squash coaches in India. And so as a young budding squash player, 
Pakistan was the great squash uh, power of the world that time. So we were sent across to a neighboring country for coaching to Peshawar. And the national squash coach of Pakistan gave us a valuable lesson when we complained to him, look here, we don't have coaches in India. So he told us, children, you have the two best coaches with you in India and they are right here with you. So I was kind of surprised. I said, sir, what are those coaches? He said, your eyes and your ears. You know, so I have, <laughs> isn't that uh, so basic and so true? So my best coaches have been my eyes and my ears. Wherever I have been in whatever environment I have been, and since we are specifically talking about sport, I have always looked up and watched very closely the champions and the people who are doing better than me and who are doing very successful in the sport. And I try and learn from what they are doing. I try and imitate them. I talk to them. I listen to them and I absorb. So for me, my best coaches have been my eyes and my ears. And I've been like a sponge, you know, absorbing anything and everything from the environment, which is of use. And learning is an endless process. So even today, when I talk to you, there's experiences, you know, going to leave me with something that's going to be very special. And besides that, yes, my first formal coach was an Egyptian in United Kingdom in London, where I used to play the summer league. And he helped me a lot, but by that time, I was mostly, you know, a fully developed player. But nevertheless, uh, he's been a very a remarkable influence in my uh, squash career. And of course, I give a lot of credit to all the senior players uh, who I always uh, looked up to and learned a lot from them. Wow. That's an interesting journey you've had as a squash player and a military person. It's so true. You and I realized just now that it's so true that our eyes and ears are our best coaches. But what this generation is doing with their best coaches is seeing and listening to distracting things. So, last but not least, what is your advice and inspiring words for the people listening to this podcast who want to be a sports coach? Advice is something, you know, uh, which is very easy to give, but also very difficult to follow. But nevertheless, I'll try and make it very, very simple for our little friends. Uh, as sports people, I'm going to answer this question, Siona, in two parts. One is sport as an achievement, as in terms of Asian Games, Olympic medals and all that. And second is sport as in a way of life. Uh, the first part is that yes, look at uh, India today. You heard the name of Mirabai Chanu? Yeah, the lady in the Olympics who did the 49 Yeah, the lady kilograms. in the Olympics? Yeah. Where does she come from? She comes from a very underprivileged uh, background. She comes from the remote mountains of uh, northeast of India with no facilities. What is it that has brought her to this uh, you know, pinnacle of sporting glory? Her immense willpower. Yes. So, you know, similarly, you take the examples of Manu Bhai, Bakar, Chaudhary. They are world champions in shooting. And they are, you know, from very humble backgrounds, they are shooting inside cow sheds without any facilities. So, my advice to the children of India today is if these children from very humble backgrounds with no support can reach the pinnacle of sport, 
nothing stops you from doing the same. And these children are in the age group of 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, 18 year old children. So the modern India is providing you with the facilities. Your parents are giving you the opportunities. The world is at your feet. It is only your imagination which is a limiting factor and it is your, you know, application which is a limiting factor. So don't hold yourself back. Don't be scared. Do your best. If you get somewhere along the way that you thought you should be, you'll be a very happy and a contented person. Now that is so much for the achievement part of sport. My second advice is a universal advice for anyone. You know, this is exactly the opposite of what I just told you. Do not look at sport as an achievement only. When I started playing something, when I started playing squash, I didn't have an Asian Games gold medal in my mind. Neither did I have an Olympic gold medal in my mind. What did I have in my mind? It was just the sheer happiness of the activity that I was indulging in and making friends and the social circle that I was developing. The benefit of sport has been, firstly, you know, which is the bedrock of uh, a good society, discipline, hard work. Perseverance. I keep using these catchphrases again and again to drive home the point that sport is not only about winning and losing. It is much more than that. It's a way of life. It gives you a center line. The most important aspect of sport is it teaches you how to lose, how to be a good loser. If you don't win, it's not a failure. Winning and losing are two sides of the same coin. In life, you're going to have highs and lows. So if you Win, you don't have to be arrogant and you don't have to be proud. You got to be humble in your victories. If you lose, then you got to learn from your defeats. Your losses are stepping stones to further victories. If in any match which I lost, I learned more. And if you have learned from a defeat, you are surely a winner for tomorrow. But if you are arrogant in your wins, you are surely going to be a loser tomorrow. So winning and losing is an important aspect of life and sport teaches you that. It, if you lose today, you don't go into a depression. You know, a lot of the young kids today, the young, the youth of the country, if you don't have an opportunity, if you don't get what you want, you go into depressions. No. If you don't get what you have or what you desire, you've got to work harder. And sport teaches you that. So... The main lessons and the main achievements of sport are not the medals and trophies that adorn your house or what you aspire, but it's a way of life. It keeps you on the center line. It keeps your mind free and happy. It makes you get good friends in life. It, it's an investment in good health. It's an investment in being a better human being. Therefore, uh, my advice to the youth is please look at sport as your daily routine, just like you get up and you brush your teeth, you must go for a run, you must play games because it helps you to become a better human being. In the process, if you end up winning a few medals and a few trophies, fine, that's great. But please adopt sport as a way of life and you will be the happiest person on earth. Today, Sayona, in my entire 40 years squash career where I've achieved a lot of medals and trophies and I've... Uh, been a coach and my children have achieved a lot of medals and trophies. Yet, what is it that keeps me excited about the sport? 
It's about the friends I made. It's about the good health I enjoy. It's about just becoming a better person and contributing to the society and nation at large. What more can you ask for? And sports can give you that. Yeah, I so agree that sports gives you good health. It's not all about those medals and things like that. So that was so very inspiring. I'm really looking forward to visiting your school of squash soon. Thanks for coming and sharing your insights into coaching, Malik sir. Thank you very much, Yona, and I look forward to seeing you on the courts myself. So, friends, isn't sports an amazing field to be in? To dip your heart, soul, and mind into it would mean that you're becoming the best person you possibly can become. After interviewing athletes and other related professions in the sports field, I do think it's a great skill to pick up. So, what are you waiting for? Pick up your spot and start playing. Who knows? You could be our next generation of glorious Olympians. Hmm. So what's next, you might ask? Stay tuned into my episode on 15th of October. It's the Vijay Dashmi Day and I will be revealing some of my big plans. Until then, please do not forget to follow me on social media. Thanks a ton for listening. Bye!